What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, early Friday, February 17th, <laughs> 2017. And you guys listen to episode 294. Six away, everybody. Six away from the Magic 300 podcasts. Uh, I feel like the Simpsons, Joe. Uh, anyway, I have well, a... I was on two. Me and Burr were on 200. You and Burr were on 200. That's right. And we're almost uh, we're almost a uh, whole hundred past that, which is amazing. Um, I have a very special guest on today's show. Um, my friend, the one and only Joe Bartnick, who was actually on my Patreon um, extra subscription podcast, which you guys can uh, can check out. What's up, Joe? How you doing, Verse? Great uh, breakfast out in the country here, the Verse Estates. That's right, man. Took uh, took Joe over to uh, this amazing place by my house. Had some great strong coffee, got some eggs, got some bacon up in the country, fresh from farms, unlike the processed shit these animals are serving people. Farm to table. Farm to table eggs, dude. Yeah, we sound like a bunch of uh, yuppies. Yeah. Not yuppies, what's that word? Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. Hipsters? Yeah, or... hipsters, millennials, whatever yeah. they do. Yeah, but we're not wearing scarves, drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, and our parents paying for everything. Yeah, That's yeah. for sure. No, exactly. <laughs> Um, I got a great show today. A lot of stuff to talk about. This is obviously the regular Verzi effect, the one um, without a subscription, the one you guys have been listening to uh, 293 times. Um, however, I just want to say at the top of the show, I want to thank everybody who's been listening to my show and uh, all the new Patreon subscribers who got t- not one, but two extra podcasts this week. One with special guest comedian Bill Burr and one with my guest who was on today, um, the hilarious Joe Bartnick. So those two are up. Also, guys, just so you know, I'm putting up pictures that I don't really put up anywhere else on Patreon, like the picture of me uh, outside of Madison Square or on the stage of Madison Square Garden before the show. A lot of cool extra stuff. I'm going to be doing extra, um, you know, just extra uh, unacceptables, some video content and all that stuff. So go to Patreon.com and uh, subscribe to the Verzi Effect and you will get extra uh, from anywhere from $3 all the way up to 50 but you guys have really responded well. There will be two more podcasts or at least one more podcast extra than this one next week. So please check that out as well. And I got to shout out the sponsors. The Verzi Effect Podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and CityLivingDog.com. Coach Mike, one of the best dog trainers out there. He's been working with Lloyd. He's going to come back and work with Lloyd. We've definitely seen an improvement. Uh, matter of fact, Coach Mike will be at the show tonight um, in Providence. Uh, I will be headlining that tonight. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But go to CityLivingDog.com. You can watch Coach Mike's amazing dog training YouTube videos. You can watch his uh, his Facebook Live training videos, the things he do uh, does with these amazing dogs. And uh, the way he transforms him is insane. Dude, this dude got his face ripped off by a chow chow. And he didn't realize how bad it was. His lip was like hanging off. And the thing was just going nuts. And like 10 minutes later, he had the thing of fucking choir boy. This guy is like the What's real... What's chow chow? Chow chow, it, it, it's like a... It almost looks like a puffier, like Akita. It's like a big... Oh, Jesus. It's, it's a bigger dog. And he yeah. went into the house and he showed like... He did this video where like he showed him walking in. And dude, this thing, this thing was like, like this thing looked like a, it looked like fucking bad, dude. It was like any other person in the world would have been like, all right, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah. And then he, and I guess he jumped up and slashed his fuck, like broke his mouth open, and uh, it was not a pretty sight. It looked like meat hanging there, and he stuck with it. And ten minutes later, he had the thing doing what he wants to do. Um, the guy is an amazing dog trainer, so go and check out his services, CityLivingDog.com. Also, All Things Comedy. Go to All Things Comedy for your uh, favorite podcasts, for uh, your favorite comedy albums, AllThingsComedy.com. 
and follow them at All Things Comedy. That's where the Verzi effect is. And, um, you know, you could see a lot of great, uh, great podcasts on there as well. All right. Now, um, going to talk about some stuff on the show today. Um, me and Joe just had an amazing, it could have been a podcast, but we just had over eggs. We were talking about, um, Pittsburgh. So I'm going to open up with sports. I'm going to open up with sports now because Joe is here and we just kind of got into it. And then we're going to break this thing open until all the other stuff. I got my unacceptable, your guys' unacceptables and all that stuff. Did not see a movie though. Joe Bartnick is here and Joe Bartnick is from one of my favorite, and I'm not saying this because you're here, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay, I said it. The greatest baseball field I've ever sat at. Like, it looked like they shouldn't even played there. I loved it. Well, the Pirates uh, don't actually play there the it, way they play. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's kind of sad that the it's ballpark bit, is better than the, the... The food's better than the team. Yeah, but I mean, what a nice baseball field, I think, PNC. When I sat there, I was I was really amazed. It's nice. I, I think I think Pac Bell or whatever telephone I heard, company bought this stadium or whatever named it uh, now... I think the one in San Francisco is better. I heard that the one in San Francisco is better. Yeah. But I put I put like the Pirates up there with the big boys as far as ballparks. Oh, ballparks! Everything else is. I mean, dude, seeing league. the seeing the bridges in the background of the outfield. Oh, I mean, it's be- ridiculous. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, and, they, and they've been better the last few years, but you know, their owner is a cheap redneck from West Virginia who counts pennies. And in baseball. You're against the Steinbrenners and the Red Sox and Chicago, and you can't pinch pennies. No, you can't. Or be in the minor leagues. Right. One, one or the other. And right. A, the, 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 the Pirates are like a training. You get good in Pittsburgh, and you go somewhere and try to win. Right, right. It's, <laughs> it's, like, the, yeah. it's, like, the, it's like a minor league team. Yeah. yeah. It's like an open <laughs> micer in Omaha. He gets good, <laughs> learns how to do a half hour, an hour, and then he moves to New York or L.A. Now, we're not going to bore everybody with just sports because I know there are people listening, especially the female listeners, going, fuck this, I want to hear something. Don't worry, I'm talking about Beyonce on this one. <laughs> oh. And you're not going to like that either. <laughs> but no, so I do want to say this, though. Joe just actually um, educated me on something that I did not know. I knew Dan Marino. You guys know fucking Dan. I knew Dan Marino was from Pittsburgh. And I knew, um, I did not know that Darrell Revis, who just got arrested from the, Darrell Revis of the Jets, I did not know he was from Pittsburgh. And then Joe enlightened me and let me know that not only Marino, but Johnny Unitas, okay, Joe Montana, and Joe Willie Namath are from the Pittsburgh area. I did not know that. Think about those names. Joe Namath, Johnny Unitas, okay, Dan Marino. Right and Joe Montana are from that area. It's, I the evo- not- it's the evolution of the modern quarterback. The first modern quarterback, the guy, basically Johnny Unitas invented professional football. Before before that, like quarterbacks were yeah. punters. Sammy Boss punting. He's you know he's playing <laughs> safety. You yeah, know. yeah. And Johnny U comes in. The game gets on national TV. They beat the Giants in overtime, and that's the first football game that's like known. And that's the one that says the greatest game ever played. Yeah, yeah, that game, right? So then, what happens? There's two leagues. They're arguing. They're fighting. The NFL is the old old man's league. AFL is the new league. Joe Willie comes in, unites the. He's like Lincoln. He unites the leagues. He, you know, and yeah. then and, and then <laughs> and then who until like three weeks ago was was known as the greatest quarterback ever? That's Joe Montana. And then, obviously, like the most modern, the original modern quarterback who threw for like 4,000 yards. Unfortunately, no rings. Dante Dan Marino. So there, there you go. It's yeah. a holy tri- it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's the grand slam of quarterback. You actually kind of shocked me today because you were like, you started naming people. And I was like, oh, yeah, Unitas. Like, I kind of like, it wasn't a shock. But then when you said Montana, 
I was like, I always thought of Montana as, I never thought of Montana as a Pittsburgh dude. I just didn't. I didn't know. Well, but he's from like a half hour south. But still, I mean, that's yeah. like, you no, know. It's Pittsburgh. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I played his high school. So you're talking about four of the most legendary, literally, you could actually say, if somebody said, name four legends, quarterbacks, if they said those, you'd be like, oh yeah, that list works. Yeah, and like, they're all from that well, area. Like the, the, like the women listening. Who are waiting for Beyonce? They've all heard of those four guys. <laughs> the women who are waiting for Beyonce. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: I will not shit on Beyonce nearly as much as my guest today. I could promise you that. What but, do you mean? I I don't I don't even know she's pregnant now. Yeah. Well, I'll get into it. I'll oh, get into it. Yeah, I, yeah. Who cares? Jeez. Oh no, that's that's two, my. You know, two ways of twins, right? Yeah, but see, this is my two thing. more spoiled little brats running around. I guess <laughs> yeah. I have to see you on the cover of the post. Yeah, walking this is, in their snowsuits. This is this is what this is what you know what? Fuck it. I'll do I'll do um I'll do my unacceptable now with Joe since we brought it up, and then I'll read your guys' unacceptables, and then we'll get back into this. We got a lot of show. Um, my guest is hilarious, Joe Bartnick. Uh, Joe is very brass, so I can't wait. Well, what are you, you, you going nice to say nice things about Beyonce? Here's my thing with Beyonce. I have a daughter. She's 12 years old. She's into theater and singing. And I'm like, you have to play an instrument. You have to be, you know, like, I mean, like, like Lady Gaga played the piano. Like, that's, like, that's a talent. And then some people come to me. I, I, this one guy he's on, was on The Daily Show. I don't know what he does now, but he was like, oh, we're in the green room. That's a race. I go. It's not racist to think Beyonce is an untalented stripper who married a crack dealer and got lucky and now has a career. Like, I, it's not right. Like, <laughs> like I show my daughter like Aretha Franklin. Yeah. I show, you know, I show her like Janet Jack. I know Janet Jack showed her tit one time, but yeah. other than that, she her whole career isn't based on wearing a thong and dancing in formation. You know, right. it's about it's about you know like Aretha Franklin. Um, you know, like Diana Ross, yeah. the Supremes, like that's. <laughs> Talent. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's not marrying a guy who like owns half the Nets and like has a you know and, and owns a vodka company or something. And yeah, you had, yeah, ninety. I got ninety nine problems. Yeah, I, I. You shouldn't have any. You're rich and you're talentless. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone loves Jay Z. Uh, whatever. Give me a break. He needs no Run DMC. Um, I know Run DMC three people too. Yeah, uh, Joe Bartnick <laughs> is Joe Bartnick just had a coffee, everybody, and he's yeah, going. Yeah, well, uh, I, you know, I just because I have a daughter, and I hate. I know. I, I hate the fact like they make Beyonce like like they make Beyonce like she could be the first lady. Like Michelle Obama, she's not. She, they, Michelle Obama is like a brilliant, strong woman who's like you know who had a career who like ran a hospital. She yeah. didn't like shake her ass in some stupid videos. Give me yeah. a break. Well, see, here's my problem with this. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I took. That's, uh, that's, I, I'm took no, 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 no. Hey, man, you're, you're... you can't give me a Keurig and give me a lunch coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not to mention, Joe and I behaved ourselves last night. We went to bed a little early, so we got like eight hours of sleep. Joe's one Keurig and a strong coffee in. So I mean, yeah, he's he's going a little nuts, and uh, we're sitting well, here. I, I stand by my words, though. Yes, but listen, my unacceptable with Beyonce is this: I the amount of tweets. And the amount of things that I saw on social media about Beyonce being a brilliant legend, empowering women with her Grammy speech or what she's saying about how women... This is what's bothering me right now. And I just saw this. Candace Parker just said this on ESPN First Take today. 
women need to empower women. Like, no shit. Like, why is that being, why is something obvious? If you notice now today, everything that's obvious, you know, you know, people need to be treated equally. Women need to empower women. I get it. Donald Trump said some things, but all of a sudden now it just seems like normal, basic things that everybody should already know are these profound, amazing things. And Beyonce, oh, she's pregnant. She's beautiful and she's pregnant. She's like standing there taking pictures of her stomach like she's the Virgin Mary. A lot of people have been fucking pregnant. I don't need to hear that, oh, it's so amazing that she's pregnant on stage. I got nothing against Beyonce. I don't know fucking Beyonce. I don't know Jay-Z. I never met these people. I don't give a fuck. I'm just saying the way the public perceives these people, the way, uh, you know, Beyonce goes up there pregnant at the Grammys and all of a sudden it's this amazing profound, monumental thing. I find that ridiculous and I find that unacceptable. I find what we find in society is so amazing and groundbreaking is bullshit. It's fucking easy. And I agree with Joe. I thought that that performance Lady Gaga did on, on, um, and I'm not, whatever, Beyonce, I'm not saying she can't sing, but as far as like talent, Lady Gaga fucking played the piano. I think she played like a keyboard guitar or whatever she did. She sang her ass off. She did a good, she writes her own music. You know, she was actually on an a interview, and she was on an interview on a radio station, and somebody goes, what do you think to, about the comparisons to Madonna? And everybody saying, she goes, she goes, I mean no disrespect, but like, Madonna didn't write her own songs. She goes, I write all of my own lyrics. I write all of my own songs. And I'm not, I don't know if... And Madonna didn't marry any... I mean, Madonna made people she married more famous than her. Right. Madonna never married up right. to be <laughs> right. famous. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know, I yeah. mean, there's something, there's something to be said for that. I, I, I just think like when I didn't watch the Grammys, I didn't watch a second of I it. I wouldn't watch a second. I don't I watch a second. I understand how anyone. Yeah. I understand if you're a hair designer or, or you make dresses in L.A. or you're an actor, you want to pay attention to your industry. But if you're in Des Moines, Iowa, why the hell would you ever watch a show of rich people giving each other awards? For playing make believe, yeah, like yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't watch one second of it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch a second of it. Any of those award shows. I, I didn't, I didn't watch one second of the Grammys because, a, I went to bed early. I chose sleep over watching people. But when I saw the tweets and I saw the Facebook and I just saw. Beyonce's a legend. Oh my God, I'm crying right now. Like grown fucking adults crying. I got to say something, Paul. You got to follow better people. <laughs> no, need, no, it's public post. You need to cut your. Uh, you need to cut your, your, your who you're following. No, was, I don't know anyone. I didn't see any of those. Oh, things. dude, I saw. I saw all of these posts on Facebook and all of these things. And oh, fa- oh, oh, yeah. Fa- I mean, I mean, Facebook, I mean, I mean, I mean, like the news feed. Not even people that. Like, I just saw, like, news feeds and posts, and then people posted news feeds of, like, everybody, and I was just going, it's like, saying to myself, I was like, wow, man, like, that's, that's really the time we're living in right now. We're living in a, we're living in a time where if a pop singer goes to the Grammy showing her belly, it's like this amazing thing, and it's like, I don't know, where are all the people yelling at pregnant women? Where are all the people saying women get off the stage? I don't see it. I don't fucking see it. Women have a lot of shit going. I've thought it many, many times. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <geez. laughs> uh, speaking of which, one today I just said uh, the great Adrian Appalucci, who was on the All In tour with us. Yeah. Uh, it's her birthday today. Yes. And, oh, and she, yeah. She's so funny. Follow Adrian Appalucci. Adrian, happy birthday to She has a great podcast called Badge. Uh, and she's so, <laughs> it is. She's so funny. I love Appalucci. She's like the funniest broad there is. Like, she gets it. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, she, she's actually like anti-women. She's so funny. That's hilarious, Joe. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to get into your guys' unacceptable. That's my unacceptable. My unacceptable is not hating on anybody. I'm not even hating on anybody's skills. I'm hating on the fact that people look at this and go, oh, my God, that's so empowering. Well, let's call it what it is. It's like it's not music. It's but, dancing. Right, it's no, like it's dancing. No, it's no, not no, music. I, I'm not even. Yeah, I know my unacceptable. I know you're unacceptable. But my, <laughs> I know you're. My unacceptable this week is the way people are acting. Like, oh my god, she had a veil on and she was pregnant. That's she wore so a amazing. Veil, like the Virgin Mary. She, she wore like this thing over her head and draped down, and like as as if it was like this, as if it was like the first person pregnant and everybody's going this is amazing it's so empowering did you hear what she said and i'm just i'm honestly like i I had enough of that shit and that's why i didn't watch it but seeing what the public thinks is is kind of ridiculous to me but now so this is what this is what i gotta do now joe so you've been on the show before but a lot of times you're on the show i didn't read the unacceptables i think i I like i love the unacceptables yeah it's it's one of my favorite parts of the show yes yes and joe is going to be sitting in a thank you i love i love because i was telling you last night like i'm I'm always behind on you yeah because i just like having a bunch of verses stored up in my phone so that when i'm traveling or i'm somewhere alone i get a little verse that's the best. Thank you. No, no. Yeah. I can't. I mean, this weekend, dude. This weekend, I'm working with Joe. It's, it's going to be unbelievable. This whole week's been awesome, dude. Yesterday we went to. Uh, you went to uh, my one of my. All, there's like three delis to me in the world that I that I <laughs> I, 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 I genuflect when I go in. Yeah, yeah. They should be holy water. Yeah. And one of them is one of them is in your neighborhood. Yes. And it's the best. Yeah. And I tell you, I don't know. Do you give? Do you want me to? I don't know if people want people to know where you live, but uh, the, uh, the well, the Parma Market. Yeah. I had. A Turk. I was trying to be good, trying to lay off the salted meats. Uh, you know, it's like that's my thing. I mean, I I, I dedicated my CD. You know, salute to to, to uh, Molinari's Deli in San Francisco. But I, I ate there for like two months every day, and I literally had chest pains. That one, and and uh, of course the great deli in Pittsburgh. Anyway, long story short, I went turkey. I got a turkey sandwich. Verzi was jealous of me. I know what it's like because I my wife was always jealous of me because I I know how to order. Yeah, you do. And Verzi went. Verzi went very healthy. I I, I I went no salted meats, but I went I went you know chicken barbecue. Uh, but it was turkey. You know. The turkey was so fresh. I I I think I it was. I've never had like wet turkey. It was like wet. I mean, I think I think I could hear that turkey screaming, like George Bush's old roommate, <laughs> hanging up uh, hanging up behind the palm. They, they were scraping that turkey alive. Like he got shot down in the Pacific, dude. You, you. Here's the best part. We go into, and I, you know what? I normally don't give away the places, but it's you know we'll what? Never find you after well, they're, 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 well, they're they're so good. But if it's, you have any of Italian fireworks left, it'll scare them away. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say Parma Market in Ridgefield, Connecticut, man is. First of all, the first time I brought Joe there, you know, everybody looks at me like, how great is a deli? How great could a deli be? When you walk in. First of all, twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday, it's it. The line is is crazy. And it's not. It's not no one lives around here, and, uh, so well, people come like on horseback. Well, you at Ridgefield, Ridgefield, Connecticut, they live, but here you gotta go. You gotta go. Like, okay, yeah, we I'm gotta go a little they bit. They have a line. It's not like they have the Italian dried sausages hanging from the top. They have homemade pastas and raviolis, homemade sauces, which you not didn't even get into. You've had sandwiches. What Joe did have there before going yesterday was the dried salami and the in the tin. 
So in the and you know what I'm talking about oh, when, and, when we went to Philly. Oh, so yeah. we got the sharp provolone, we had the dry sausage, and we're just eating it on the way. And we go, hey, let's save some for the ride. And every two seconds, we're taking it out. So um, the holy trinity of delis is Pittsburgh Macaroni Company, yes. Molinari's in San Francisco, and, and Parma. Yeah. yeah. Someone should give us a show on the Food Network. We go to delis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not pizza places, not hamburger shops. Delis. Yeah. Dude, when you see someone cut sharp provolone, it's like it's like watching your daughter getting married. There's a tear rolling down your eye, dude. It's, it's nothing better. But I was, yeah, dude, it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. It's like you, you dragging me out like I was a kid at Toys R Us. Oh, uh, dude, the best part about this was after Joe ate his sandwich, he started looking around the deli like we were in a museum. <laughs> he started looking in like glass cases, going like, "Look, it was." It was so good. So it was I, like when you met Ewing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I like, was just know, stunned. You were yeah. just stunned. Yeah, I mean, there's just salamis hanging down. So Joe ordered the smoking Joe sandwich, and the smoking Joe sandwich was. I, I knew that he got a, the right choice because when he bit it, I heard it, the, it was toasted bread to perfection. But he had roasted peppers on it. He had turkey on it. He had a cheddar. He had some sort of sauce on it. Great. Ch- I'm not a cheddar guy. It was a great. good cheddar is great. Yeah. And uh, I went a little healthy. I had a, a little bit of, of a little tiny, tiny piece of eggplant and just like kind of grilled chicken and like a lemon sauce. No bread. And I, he, as soon as he bit his sandwich, I go, I think I made a crucial mistake here. Um, and then he got a, a homemade cannoli next door in the in the bakery there. Just just absolutely amazing. Um, but so here's what, speaking of, of food and everything. Uh, this is, so I have a regular, I have a regular um, person that submits. And he's actually almost part of the show now. You, if you've heard the show, his name is Kelly Meyer, and Kelly is from Wisconsin. Yeah, I call him the Shakespeare of shit. Yeah, he he's he's legendary for his IBS shitting himself stories. Yes, um, yes, I am well aware of this yes, guy. Yes, yes. So so, and Kelly's actually gonna when I go out to Wisconsin, Kelly's gonna actually co-host the show with me. Uh oh. But like he is like I go on the road. This guy's so legendary on the Verzi effect. I go on the road and people go, I can't wait for you and Kelly to talk. <laughs> so he writes these amazing stories about shitting himself. One of the best ones. I mean, it always has me crying. Um, he probably writes in, I would say, once every six weeks, and he ha- we have one today. Uh-oh. So we have a Kelly Meyer story. Get the Scott Tissue ready. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, we will read this one. We'll read all of them, um, and then Joe will be here to comment on these, and we will go. Very special uh, podcast, 294. Here we go. Your guys unacceptables, starting with the one and only, the one I call the Shakespeare of shit, IBS Unacceptable titled Why Am I Like This by the one and only Kelly Meyer. If I had music queued up in a producer, I would have a little bit of like a violin in the background. Here we go. Paul, please correct me if you disagree, but I like to think that I'm fairly normal looking. I'm fairly normal looking person. You and I (laughs) have met face to face. So if you think otherwise, please say so. No, you're a fine looking man. Here's the thing. The bar between men is like, you have to be really gruesome to be a bad looking guy. Yeah, like if I look at like, there, no, there are certain people, like if I look at like Tony, Tony Korn, Kornheiser, I'm like, ah, uh, you know. He's an old Jew though, man. I mean, he's not going to look good. <laughs> right. I, I mean, he's like 75 years old, dude. How many 75 year old Jewish guys look good? I just go by the sports people I look at. Because, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you're like, you took, you took like, the, you took like a, a newspaper yeah. guy. Old, old Jewish men age like, like, <laughs> they age yeah. like. They, they, yeah, they, they age like highways in like the Northeast with they <laughs> throw salt on them. There's going to be a few potholes. I love how, I love how when I talk about good looking people, I, I say, yeah, not Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> yeah, you find, you find the ugliest guy on television. 
All right. There's in between though, but you know what I mean. The yeah, guy, yeah. You don't I, have to be really. Yeah, you have to be like really fucked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear Most you. Most guys are like in the middle. You know? No, no. Kelly, Kelly Meyer, good looking guy. All right, here we go. Here's the thing. I dress decent. I dress decently. I drive a nice car. Have a decent income. I'm married to a hard nine. Uh, and as I say, I don't, uh, I don't look like a troll. I'm not bragging. I'm trying to say that anyone you might, uh, anyone who might meet me, uh, would never suspect that I'm the absolute most disgusting shitbag of an animal <laughs> that has ever walked the earth. Uh, but it would seem, uh, now that to describe me as the most revolting human being of all time would be accurate. Oh boy. Something tells me this is a doozy. A few nights ago, my wife and I, uh, my wife, my wife was out, uh, and I was at home with the kids. I couldn't even tell you what I had for dinner, but sitting in the living room watching TV, I was dropping dirty bombs for the better part of an hour. Loud, disgusting, wet, <laughs> wet sounding dirty bombs. We all fart <laughs> in the comfort of our own. <laughs> we all fart in the comfort of our own homes. Don't judge me, you fuckers. At least don't judge me yet. My two-year-old son was playing in front of me, and he decided he wanted to wrestle a bit. So he slammed his body into the couch, threw his hands on me, and said, gotcha. I leaned over my, my lap to pick him up. Oh, boy. And I distinctly smelled a dirty diaper. I said to him, uh-oh, do you have a poopy? He laughed and slapped both hands on his butt cheeks and yelled, uh, not it. Uh, oh, no, don't tell me this is where I think it's going. Uh, side note, at my house, the first parent to smell a shitty diaper yells, not it. Oh, okay. And the other parent has to change the diaper. My son has picked up on this trend and yells, not it, when he hears the word poopy. Okay, I got it. I carried my son into his room, laid him on the changing table, and pulled off his pants. I was surprised to open the diaper and find uh, that it was only wet. I said to my boy, hey, you don't have a poopy. He laughed hysterically then grabbed and tugged his penis like a psycho because that's what two-year-olds do, I guess. I pulled a clean diaper out of the bin, <laughs> but I dropped it. Oh, no. I crouched uh, at the knees, bending all the way down to reach the diaper. Uh, then, I smell from the living, uh, then the smell from the living room hit me, the same smell that fooled me into thinking my son had shit his diaper. I oh no, I pushed my nose as close as physically possible toward my crotchal area and the smell got stronger. It wasn't him, it was me. <laughs> oh boy. As I put my son's new diaper on, I said, sorry buddy, Look, <laughs> looks like it was daddy that went poopy. He yelled, not it, and, sl <laughs> and slammed his butt cheeks again. All right. I put him down and ran, <laughs> ran away like a maniac screaming, not it, not it, and... Uh, slapping his own ass as he ran. As he ran, I went to the bathroom praying that it was just a residual smell from the dirty bombs. It was not. Very, very not. <laughs> uh, it has come to this. Shitting my pants has become so fucking commonplace for me. I have now lost the ability to even determine whether or not I've done it. By default, I feel as though this makes me the most disgusting human being that is, was, or ever will be. Fucking unacceptable. Seriously, what the fuck am I... Well, why the fuck am I like this? P.S. I signed up for the Epic Package on Patreon. Can't wait for the new content. Hopefully, I won't get fucked out of being able to attend your next Midwest show. 
uh, like the last. Well, no, Kelly, and you know what? When you come out to that show, make sure you hit me up because you and a guest, whoever, will be taken care of wherever I'm at uh, in the Midwest or if you do come to New York. Um, so thank you so much for the submission. Hilarious as always. Um, I'm noticing a trend though here. It seems like the last couple of times, seems like, yeah, you're shitting yourself without knowing it. I don't know if that means your colon's getting weaker or what's going on, but you're a young man and I think it's only going to get worse. Can you do ass kegels? What's that? To tighten your sphincter. You know how women do kegels to tighten their vaginas? Can oh. you do an ass kegel I don't to think, tighten your sphincter? I, I think his IBS is so like strong that I think all that that would do to his ass is just make it come out worse. Like, cause I don't. I think when you have IBS, correct me if I'm wrong. He's got a disease that, like, I mean, he shits himself. Like, he'll be sitting, he'll be sitting at a picnic eating a sandwich. And like, dude, no, we. He'll be sitting at a picnic just eating a sandwich, and all of a sudden it's he the just most serene thing. Yeah, it's like he'll just shit all over the place. So I think oh, even if he man. tightened up his ass, I think it would just come out worse. Um, I know the people that have shitting problems, or I don't know what that is. I guess IBS or whatever. There's diseases where I know my buddy. Uh, yeah, there's the Crohn's. Or there's something. Crohn's disease. There's a bunch of a bunch. The nice thing about Crohn's disease is I think if you have Crohn's, you're always kind, you're not really heavy all the time because I think you're always. That's oh, a nice thing to have. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I, yeah, you know, yeah, hey, I'll shit myself like a maniac if it means I'm gonna. Yeah, be if, you can't af- if you can't afford blow and want to be a supermodel, <laughs> just get Crohn's disease. <laughs> uh, have you shit yours? Let me ask you this question. Have you shit yourself ever in public where you could not get home right away or near stage or show? Because I, I, had I, a... I, 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 <laughs> I, oh, buddy, Kelly buddy. Meyer brings it up. I love it. I shit myself on like hole number five one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be a wet one. You just went for it. Went boom. <laughs> not no. <laughs> so, uh, went. I let. I left the foursome. Yeah. He went to the clubhouse, cleaned up by the time they made the turn. Nice. I came out. I thought I was done. You know, left everything. Thank God I had like a pair of sweats or like a pair of shorts in my bag. Oh, nice. I, I think I actually wore boxers like the rest of the nine. Oh, okay. Like, I, I mean, I had to throw everything away. But the, the funny thing was, was the flies knew what was up. So I had flies following me the whole back nine. Oh. <laughs> And I, every every time I tried to swing, I I'd have like flies going up my ass. Dude, you were like a kid from Somalia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, Kelly, you must have to have a change of drawers with you. Like, I mean, if you have your problem, I would imagine you would always have to have an extra pair of boxers and like wet naps. You know, with oh, the well, well, yeah, but I would just think you would wear you would wear depends. <laughs> no, dude. All jokes aside, when he's like sixty, he might. If you have this problem and you get older, you lose control more. Um, I'll tell you what, I was at hilarious. I, mean, I think you lose your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we go visit grandpa? Because uh, <laughs> I'm not on diaper duty this week. <laughs> I, uh, His grandkids be, not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to be hearing not it for your whole fucking life. Yeah. Dude. Um, I was at hilarities, the great hilarities, Nick yeah. Costas room. And, um, my stomach something started happening like maybe five minutes before I'm like the guy next is up. The guy bringing me up is five minutes out. Uh, And I had a crucial decision. I was like, dude, do I run for it and try? And luckily I ran for it, made it 
right? And I'm like, you know, my OCD, I'm like an OCD wiper. Yeah. So I have to wipe it. So like, you know, I can't go up there like shit. Like I can't even go up there with a hint. Yeah. Like there has to be like, I'd rather see blood and clean than anything. Sure. So I'm just fucking doing it, doing it. So I run, I go up, I go up, <laughs> I get on stage, I do my set. And luckily like timing, I had to do it right after the and set. The best set. Nothing like an evacuation <laughs> right before the set. Not, I, I, I was, uh, I tell you, I, I, I think this is, um, uh, literally the night before, uh, I one time here, here, here's something I don't know if he can help this guy, but best thing for your stomach ever charcoal. Get it at GNC store. Get it at uh, it clears all the charcoal within two two charcoals will clear any stomach ailment up. It sounds crazy. It's the truth, and it's also the ultimate hangover cure. If you take charcoal, your hangers go away. You know that. Remember I gave it to Lawhead the other like a couple years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. When he yeah. when we went out to the game. All it right. Work, it works the best. Yeah. I mean we can tell we can tell shit stories all right. all day. So yeah. we can move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh here we go. This one you is think the women didn't like hearing about sports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the women must be hating this. We yeah. went from we went from sports to shitting on Beyonce to, to shitting. Yeah, there's gonna be like a march. Uh <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to TVE. Everybody's gonna be standing outside. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Valentine's Day Unacceptable from Ryan Appel. Here we go. Hey, Paul, a week ago, I ordered flowers on a certain website to be delivered to I'm, my girl. If it's 1-800-Flowers, they're awful. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry if they sponsor this podcast, but I, no, got no, they don't. My, I got it from my wife one time. She called me up and bitched at me. I'm like, don't bitch at me. I spent $30. Oh, okay. I, don't, my, I was in Montana. I ordered them for her. He purposely didn't say the name, so I don't oh. know. But you know what, Ryan? Sent, let me know privately. Let yeah. me know, Senator. and I'll tell Joe. All right, here we go. A week ago, I ordered flowers on a certain website to be delivered to my girlfriend uh, on the day of uh, Valentine's Day. I expected her to text me uh, that they came uh, once she got... Wait. That they came once she got home. Okay, that they came once she got home from work, but I didn't hear anything from her. I texted her to see if anything came to her, as she's, and, and she said no. So I wait a couple of hours, and still nothing has come yet. At this point, I expect uh, them to get there tomorrow, the day after Thanksgiving, which, I w- uh, which would defeat the purpose entirely because I paid extra to have them delivered on Valentine's Day. Later on, I check my email, and I have a message from the flower company sent to me at 8 p.m. Apparently, oh boy, they were not able to send my girlfriend flowers because they were, uh, it was an inventory issue, uh, which uh, which must be code for they didn't bother to check if they had enough flowers for the uh, one day of the year that people buy most flowers on. And they didn't even bother to let me know until the night of Valentine's Day. But at least they said uh, they wouldn't bill me for them. Okay, that's not all. I placed an order from this cookie place. You got bad luck, dude. I placed an order from this cookie place that makes great cookies, also ordered a week ago. They were supposed to get to my girlfriend's place by 7 p.m. on Valentine's Day. They were delivered two hours late. Unbelievable. They didn't even pick up the phone when I called multiple times to, oh, you got to get Joe Bartnick on the phone. I'll tell you what. I'll tell tell you what. You want somebody to fix this problem. We'll get into that after. Uh, Pick up the phone when I called multiple times uh, to ask where they were. Apparently, this company has the slowest delivery service ever, but people still order because their cookies are so good. What is the point in ordering for something to be delivered on a specific date and time if the company can't figure out the logistics to get it done? Total waste of money. Luckily, my girlfriend is super cool and doesn't take Valentine's Day that seriously, uh, <laughs> so she didn't mind at all. 
but it is still embarrassing for the guy when you plan stuff for your girl and it doesn't work out. Lock the employees of both of these companies in a cage and make them place orders and wait forever for any food or water to get to them. Well, thank you for the submission, Ryan. That is unacceptable. Uh, I used to do the flower thing. I used to send flowers. You know what? No more. Here's why. I don't think the thank you is enough for the amount of time the flowers live, okay? The flowers die. It's a quick, oh, thanks so much, babe. I got them. It's ridiculously stressful to find out the status of where they are, when they're coming. Okay, here's what you do on Valentine's Day, everybody. We talked about this on an extra uh, three mashup podcast. Me, Joe Matarese, Jim Florentine. It will be on my Patreon. We did it from the Village Underground, Comedy Cellar Village Underground with a live audience. That will be on my Patreon. It got dirty. It got crazy talking about Valentine's Day. But I'll say this. Forget Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. I don't know what you do on Valentine's Day. Lloyd, you got to fucking stop now. I'm in the middle of a show. Okay? Good boy. Uh, Here's what you do. Either the day before... You're interrupting me. You're interrupting me. I don't know what you want. I got you. Look at the pancake. I get. You, I just gave you a froze. Take it. Uh, I don't know what you do, Joe, on Valentine's Day. Here's what I do. Okay. Every time. <laughs> every time I say Valentine's Day. What do you want? All right. So. Uh, see, this is why doing a podcast with. What, what do you want? Well, you hear. You guys hear this dog, right? I mean, what do you want? Well, Lloyd, I got. I'm doing a show here. All right, let me, let me finish the show, and then I will give you this fucking dog. Here, look, here, here. Uh, what I do on Valentine's Day is I don't do anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, I've been married like whatever, 15 years, and my wife's not a big Valentine's Day person anyway. And I, I, I called her. I, I send them a happy Valentine's Day. Like I, you know, I call my daughter, and uh, you know, like it's 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 stupid. She got a good birthday, Christmas, anniversary presents and it's like valentine's day that's like the fourth you know that's like it's like the pga you know she gets a good one for the masters a good one for the the british open the u.s open well, that's the, what the, i said the, the PG, like, yeah. hey, how many times do you gotta buy a russell stover's heart box with chocolates <laughs> and and i just told my wife look we'll either go out the night before or a couple nights before maybe we'll go out the next week i'll have my mother watch the kids or your mother watches the kids we go to a nice dinner we recognize that you know it's a it's a you know a holiday for couples, and we go out. But to make it like that day, and everybody rushing to get flowers that day, and worrying if the status of your order is there, like Ryan had to go through, it's ridiculous, and it's no, the same thing. But I will say this though: two hours late on a cookie, eh. the flowers, I I 100% agree with. Don't ever use those one eight hundred flowers. If you don't know a nice Italian guy down the street, it's gonna personally do it from his business. You can't yeah. call like everyone. Everyone has their own florist in town, you know, or like in real cities, right, you know, right. like, yeah, then use that guy. Don't use 1-800-Flowers. But two hours later on a cookie, I don't know. I think you're stressing out about, uh, you know. It, yeah, uh, I wouldn't uh, worry. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, like, two hours later, like, I mean, if you get a pizza two hours late, you're mad. But did, <laughs> I mean, did the cookie go bad? Right. I, mean, was she, I don't want the cookie now. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think the cookie, I don't think the cookie is a problem here. I think you might be a little frustrated a little hangover frustration from the flowers. Yeah. And then you're like, well, where the fuck are the cookies? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think Joe is right. I think if the flowers came on time, the cookie would not be an issue. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. I think the fact that two companies screwed you on this right. day made you go a little higher. Buy Joe, locally. Go to, go to Google. I agree, Google, dude. Google the, Google the guy down the street from your lady yeah. and have him go. And then he'll have pride and respect and it'll get there. Right. 
Um, oh let my... some jamoke, yeah. you know, in a call center. Why not go to the local florist and let those people have that business grow? I go to the, you know what I did? I just went to a fucking shoe cobbler. I took shoes that oh, I haven't worn. my shoe cobbler rate me. Do, oh. They charged me $19 to fix a belt. I want to put a nail, put an extra hole. <laughs> My wife was like, oh, go down. The guy's Italian. I'll take care of you. The guy charged me $19. I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. 19 I, I could have bought three belts for $19. Yeah. I could have bought three to fit. Um, all right. I got to, I got to, hold on, guys. I got to, you guys won't feel a thing. Hold on. All right, we're back. Uh, had to, I had to throw my dog something frozen, and I'm probably going to have to do that for the next 20 minutes. Uh, he, uh, Make he, sure you were recording. That's the worst is when you. Oh no no we're back. Okay. Oh like, no like, yeah. yeah Stranger things have happened in podcasts. Yeah, I did. Dude, one time I I did like an hour and twenty, and it like cut off at like forty something, and like it was one of the best. Like I got into such a groove, and I start ranting, and my ranting and my jokes and everything, and I was punching everything up, and it was great. And I just looked, and it was no <laughs> I had no bar, no uh, line. Oh yeah. Well, oh the, dude, the, it's the worst. The last roast I ever did. I used to roast everybody. The last roast I did was uh, for uh, uh, Sam Tripoli's Santa Claus thing. They lost it. Like, you're going to come back and do the next week. Next week, I just got so high. None of the, none of the, none, I was the only one that showed up. Everyone else stayed home. It was like me by myself with like three other people. It was like the worst. Um, real quick, we, we're actually running. Uh, we got to run through these right now. But um, real quick, Joe Bartnick did something last night at my house I don't think I've ever seen. He was switching a flight. And, uh, you know, we, we did a show in, um, Atlanta and we were supposed to go to Florida, but that was during that hurricane in Gainesville. So the football game got canceled and the flights got canceled. And, you know, if you have a, a flight canceled due to weather, you get kind of like a rebate or whatever, um, within the year you can do, you know, you have a year and Joe was on the phone last night with the woman for probably an hour and a half and like he's going but at one point it was almost like he was talking to a friend that's how long the conversation lasted where he's going all right but I mean I mean can you I, I was told come on but then they start laughing then he starts yelling then they start laughing again and then at one point we're watching TV I don't even realize he's still on the phone so I start talking to him about like a clip I just saw and he's like being all quiet and I'm thinking to myself is this guy still on the fucking phone and it ultimately ended up with him not only getting his ticket changed not only getting the fee that you normally have to pay every time you switch. There's a regular switch fee. Even if they give you the flight for free, there's like a little transition transaction fee. Not only did he get that, somehow this man managed to have them say that they're going to send him a check for like 25, 26 bucks. So, um, dude, Ryan, listen to Joe Bartnick <laughs> and uh, listen to his podcast and listen to how he handles things like this because it was fucking remarkable. Thank you. Well, I got to say, not to toot my own horn, but I don't have very many skills in this world. But one skill I do have is I can, I, nobody works a customer service agent <laughs> over better than me. And it's just you get a little firm, but not really firm, but just like, you know, and it's super nice. And I literally, because the original call, like four months ago, they didn't want to give me the rebate at all because they, they, they didn't want to give me my money back at all. Yeah. Because I, I was not there. I never made it to Jacksonville. Right. So I got so then the lady that's why the lady last night couldn't understand why I was getting it in the first place. She had to go investigate why they were giving my money back in the first place. So I had to reassociate that like no, I'm getting it back. Right. And then she wanted to then uh, make it so like okay, well there's a change fee. 
and there's no change fee. I'm yeah. like, well, why would that occur? And I go, no, oh, here's the greatest. So here's the greatest. <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, this is the, this is one of the greatest things I have ever heard somebody say to a customer service agent. I had to look at one of our other friends and go, did he just like? I couldn't believe it. Here's what you said because you did it in uh, you did it when we were in North Carolina with Burr. He's sitting there. No, it was me, you, and Joe Gonzalez sitting there, okay. and you're sitting on the couch. I looked at Joe Gonzalez going, did he just fucking say that? He's going, I need you to fix this. I need you to fix this. And and all of a sudden it starts to get tense and I just hear him go, because my wife keeps bitching at me. And dude, I fuck I'm like, I look at Joe Gonzalez like, does does Joe think that this customer service rep gives a shit that the way cause my and he repeated it, cause my wife keeps bitching at me about it was one of the greatest things. And I think you got that resolved. Didn't yes, you? I did. <laughs> well, she was the lady was asking me how I knew how I knew that I was charged for like, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't have any virus protections on my computers anymore. Right. And, uh, th- like, I was paying, like, they, they charged me like $119 for Norton or something. Yeah. When I don't have the computer anymore. Right. And the lady was going, well, how do you know you were charged? I'm like, because my wife is bitching at me about it. No, but the way you just said that, the way you were like, because it got so tense. And I'm going, what's he going to say? And he goes, because my wife keeps bitching at me. Oh, it was the, it was the best. All right, we're going to get on here. We're going to get on here with these um, unacceptables here. This is from Matt Lim. Office assassin continued. Oh, I think this is when you were trying to find out who it was. This was somebody was doing something in the bathroom and it was between six guys and everybody in the in the uh, office was trying to figure out which guy it was. And uh, he's giving me a report. Uh, hey, Paul, uh, I wrote in a few weeks ago about a co-worker of mine with rotten insides. You know, the bastard that gives birth <laughs> to an unholy green cloud of death in the men's room every day between two and three. I wanted to follow up and share an update on the ongoing investigation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my co-workers now claims... To have a positive ID on the suspect, but I have my doubts. I'll let you decide. So here's the here's the story. Okay, uh, I was in the men's room a little after two. I had to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Whatever. <laughs> so I uh, so just as I wipe down the seat and put down the toilet, uh, the tissue, uh, in walks another guy. It was, uh, he was walking kind of fast and went right into the other stall and slammed the door shut. I heard the furious rattling of his belt, (laughs) the unzipping of his fly, and then all hell broke loose. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating when I say he let out a solid five second fart. Go ahead. Make a farting noise with your mouth for five full seconds. It was fucking crazy, dude. He then let out this sigh of relief, like he had just cut the wire uh, to an H-bomb with one second left on the timer. (laughs) This is pretty well written. Uh, I'm telling you, dude, uh, Kelly Meyer fucking made these guys (laughs) write about this in a poetic way. Um, A couple of seconds later, the second wave attacked. (laughs) There was splashing, plopping, more farting, and maybe even the sound of children crying. (laughs) It was around this time when the smell hit me. It was like the end of the usual suspects. (laughs) And I had just figured out Kaiser Soze (laughs) was sitting next to me the whole time. I started to get lightheaded from the fumes. I'm breathing through my mouth to keep the nose hairs from falling out. I bend over to get a look at the guy's shoes. He was wearing dark brown dress shoes, uh, cap toe Oxfords, 
to be precise. I'm hurrying to finish my business to get out of there before the stink clings to my hairs and clothes. Before I can even um, wad up the first of three toilet paper balls, Kaiser is flushing and already zipping up his pants. Uh, Did he wipe? I, (laughs) I can't fathom how he did it so quickly. But then again, maybe time stood still for me as I was having flashbacks of all the painful moments his ass permanently burned into my memory. I then hear his stall door open and then hear him leave the restroom without washing his hands. Sick. I was so close to see his face. I love this investigation. Now you guys can't find out who it is. Yeah, can it, you check the shoes? What? He, no, he did. He did. He didn't finish, but he did, yes. Oh. Um, I was so close to seeing his face. Uh, if he had stopped to wash his hands, I would have definitely had him. I finished my business, washed my hands, and exit the bathroom. And just like that, poof, he was gone. All right, here we go. That's I'll be honest with you. From what you wrote last week and this, I think that this is the perp. Because he's not washing his hands and he's rushing out. Now that we have a positive idea on which shoes to look for. See, Joe, Joe's on it. Which shoes to look for. Three of us spread out going to uh, going cube to cube, looking for the brown cap, uh, cap toe Oxfords. It was exciting because we were finally able to check people off the suspect list. If you remember from the previous email, I said we narrowed it down to six guys. I do remember. Well, none of the six were wearing the Oxfords. How could this be? Nobody in our office had the shoes. This is when I, we finally... The guy's were, moving floors. The guy, that's what he's... That's what... Oh, yeah. That's what's going on. Oh, this is great. Uh, this is when I finally realized the asshole works on a different floor. Well, you don't shoot on your own floor. Everyone and, knows and, that. And not for our company. This fucking animal doesn't want to be... Oh, okay. Befoul, uh, befoul his company's toilet. So he comes to our floor... Which is, uh, which I presume is either one up or one down from his. Either way, we now have our work cut out for us. We're now considering asking IT to set up a camera outside the restroom. To, I gotta find out who this guy is. The restroom to record between two and three. But something tells me HR might have an issue with that. Sorry for the length. Uh, the next time I write you, uh, the mis- the mystery will be solved. We've got this guy on the ropes. This is the best. Uh, Tie this animal to a magic tree air freshener the size of a giant redwood. <laughs> but everybody knows you uh, go to a different floor to take your dog. It's a National Park. You know, everyone does that. But Thanks, Matt. Uh, but, I mean, not that I've worked in the office. I mean, just in some offices. But, um, you know, but switching companies, that's an act of terrorism. Yeah. Uh, I, you well, know, that's what that, these guys are doing. That's why these guys are trying to find this guy because apparently from two to three, the stench he makes is like it, it's something wrong. Yeah. So uh, uh, good seeing you on Good Morning Football. Thank you, man. I'll be on Good Morning Football uh, next Wednesday. But thank you for the writing, Matt. And uh, you have to let me know if you find out who this guy is. I love how the investigation is still going. And the it's other way the to show. figure it out is to like see who's at the holo truck. Yeah. At, at one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> then you know who's taking the dump at two fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you called it, dude. It's got to be another floor. Yeah. It's smart. Yeah, that's what you do, though. The perp is smart here. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Milo, Jason Burr, Paul, unacceptable, calling Milo uh, Yapolis. I I don't know how to say his name. Iannopolis, Jewish. He's Catholic. I don't really know much about him. Um, Here we go. Who was the broad you said today I'm supposed to know? I had no idea who she was. 
I said, was she in Sports Center? Oh, yeah. I said to Joe, I go, do you know who Samantha B is? And he goes, no. And he goes, what is she on, Sports Center or something? And I, I thought like, she might be the broads in between, like, Stephen no, A. and all them. She, no, she, no. They changed those up now. It used to be the one the one chick that was pissed about the protests. Do you see that, that the, the, the hot black chick on ESPN? She got Carrie mad. Champion. No. No, no, no. She was kinda... the first one with Stephen A. Smith on first. Oh, take. I see. I don't. I like. I like Stephen A. Smith, but I don't watch any of the shows on ESPN. I don't even watch. I I I would PTI for about a decade, and now it's just they apologize for every. Now it's like uh, Kornheiser apologizes for for like you know uh, for slavery every day on that show. It makes me sick. Uh, it really does. But uh, no, yeah, I think um, no. What she does the NBA too. She's real skinny. She might be half and half or something. Sage, Sage Steele. Okay, yeah, she got upset with what? She bitched it like she missed her flight when they were all protesting the uh, the at the airports, and they got on her ass. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah of course. No, they like did. Yeah, the ESPN, you know, that's like watch, you know, that's like it's like it's like Al Jazeera, you know, like, uh, they're like pro everything, uh, liberal. Here we go. This is another one. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. This is one. Um, Boy, so I just, watch the Hockey Network. Yeah, you do. And, Justin Roberts says. Uh, Paul, if you think Duke versus UNC is anything more than a middle school academic team match, you've been lied to, and you've lied to yourself. Kentucky versus Louisville is the greatest rivalry in sports. Duke-UNC is a tea party. Uh, I implore you to go to uh, UK versus Louisville at the Rupp. Uh, it's the Mecca. I forgive you. Uh, for you've watched ESPN. Look, I'm not saying I saw Kentucky, and I know Kentucky basketball is nuts. And Duke and Lou and Louisville and Kentucky is an amazing yeah. rivalry. I remember Rex Chapman, white kid from Kentucky, way back in the day, dunking on Purvis Ellison when he was a freshman. I love college. Ba- college ba- hockey's number one to me than college basketball. I I, I go back to. The Twin Towers of Kentucky. I go back to Joe B. Hall. Like, I understand that. But but the Rupp Arena is an arena. Yeah. It's not a Catholic grade school cafeteria hall that we saw Duke, North Carolina. Yeah, in. see, Justin, I agree with what you're saying. In Louisville, as far as academic institutions, I mean, it's like, it's like a community college. I mean, that's what makes Duke, Carolina such a great thing, is they're great schools, too. I, I don't even think about Kentucky. I don't even want to graduate from Kentucky. But, I mean, Louisville... I mean, does, do people actually go to college in Louisville? I never. I mean, it's, it's like a basketball. It's like a. It, yeah, it, 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 it's like a CBA team. Justin, I could tell you this. I know. I'm. Mean, you know. I took my son to see a Kentucky game at the Garden. I was. We were watching Calipari. I know the history of Kentucky basketball. Um, and I know that the Kentucky Louisville thing must. The place must go nuts. They're so close to each other, like Duke and UNC. Oh, but they like, hate each like other. Like what? What Joe is saying though is we watched. Put it this way, we watched a rivalry at that level in basically what looked like a glorified high school gym with everybody standing, and and it was basketball at such a high level. The game went back and forth, legends everywhere. That's the thing. So I, I've heard about I've heard about this game at the Rupp, and I heard that it's amazing. But you have there's to. A, there's a million great. Yes. Million. There's like 15, 20. We were in the Carrier Dome. That's a great. But there's, I, I there's tell you, great venues in college basketball. I'll say this to you, Justin. And I appreciate the submission. I got to get through a couple of more here. But I will tell you this. I'm not doubting what you're saying. But if you go to Cameron Indoor Stadium and you watch Duke play UNC, I will promise you, you will look around 
at a timeout and go, I get what those guys are saying. I promise you that. We went to the airport and an old man in security just looked at us and we're like, oh, you went to the game because Joe had us a uh, sweatshirt on. And we just, everybody just said the same thing. How unbelievable was that? How amazing was it? It was, it was awesome. So plus he's a little, plus he's a little player hating. A little bit. A little bit. A little, <laughs> little, little, little bit. A little bit. You know, enjoy your thing. Yeah. Your, your thing's great. Enjoy it. He's like, he's like, that's a problem. This every a problem I know because I know I'm hockey people. A lot of hockey people are like jealous because ESPN shits on them all the time now because they lost the contract out. And you, you want a little ESPN love? F ESPN. Because ESPN says Duke Carolina is the best. Why do you give a fuck what a bunch of assholes it it, 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 it dump in Connecticut? That's a dump of a city. It's a dump of every. I mean, they didn't have anything in Connecticut. They lost the Hartford Whalers. They have to worry about women's basketball. They, Connecticut's not even in the Big East anymore. They worry about women's bat. You're going to give a damn about what people at ESPN think? I mean, come on, enjoy do enjoy Louisville, Kentucky. I can't wait to go see that. I think it's a yeah. great matchup. Yeah. Don't worry about what other people think. Enjoy what you got. Yeah, and listen, and listen, and he's a hundred percent right with that. And you know what? We're not. You know, people saw us with the apparel on, you know, and all that stuff, and they're going, "Wow, those guys like to." No, we don't love Duke. We don't love UNC. We love college hoop. We love rivalries. We love being at amazing sporting events. And when we went to this place, I can tell you, yeah, it's like Joe said, don't worry about ESPN's going to hype anything. ESPN. They're, they're going to hype Boston. They're going to hype New York because they're all about ratings. Yeah, and they tried to hype They tried to hype the, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry after, after Boston won. It was over. They hype women's basketball. Yeah. We all know it's garbage, but yeah. they hype it because they, 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 they broadcast the WNBA. Dude, they hype poker. Yeah. They hype poke. You're going to believe anything. ESPN is an absolute garbage. It is a shit show. They got about four people with talent on that network. They got rid. They got rid of the rest of them. They're like drones. You see those guys? I mean, those guys wouldn't know sport. They, they, if someone threw a ball at half those guys, they wouldn't know how to catch it or kick it or headbutt it, or they'd be afraid it would hurt them. Give yeah. me a break. I, I, I don't watch. I'll be honest with you. I actually started to watch. I mean, I'll go through a couple. There's a couple people on ESPN I like. Joe and I argue this, and I really can't even get into this right now. But um, we we should do another hour just for the Patreon people. It should be like, yeah, no, you know what we're gonna do. No, you know what we're gonna do. We know how they do. Like, okay, yeah, we're leaving the air now, but you can catch us later on like ESPN two or whatever. Like, you know, like Bill Maher does that. Uh, you know, I can't do a good Bill Maher. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love him. You know who to do? Artie Lang does the best Bill Maher. Does he? He does. He does Bill Maher and Dennis Miller arguing. Oh, that's oh it's so oh, that must be great. It's so funny. Um, Joe the Bartnick great, is here. Art, the great Artie Lang. I mean, Artie Lang is Artie Lang is in my top five people I've ever met in this business. Absolute gentleman, absolute best. Pound for pound. Oh, he's the best. On and off stage, one of the absolutely funniest human beings ever. Like, um, I, you know, we got yeah. He's he's the best. He's the best. Um, Joe Bartnick, my guest here on uh, TVE episode two ninety four. Everybody, we have about. 15, 20 minutes. I got two more unacceptables, and then we're going to talk a little bit. I didn't see a movie, so we're going to talk about a we couple. We saw Goodfellas. Yeah. How's oh, that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that movie any good? That movie's good with commercials for bed spreads and penile implants, <laughs> and they're not even swearing. And I, I was, I, my eyes, I had one eye open. I couldn't even stay awake. The movie's so great, I didn't want to go to bed. Every <laughs> scene before every, every scene is just great. All right, here we go. Supermarket Unacceptable from Jason Travis. Hey, Paul, I was just listening to TVE and heard your unacceptable about your experience at the supermarket and I am a cashier at a supermarket in Westchester 
Okay, you might have seen me. And I just want to say, Paul, that the way these women acted would have warranted a write-up where I work and would have never happened because where I work, supervisors are vigilant and would not let that happen. But on to my unacceptable. You're unacceptable for TVE gave me an idea to write in an unacceptable for the other side of the counter as an employee. Paul, I am convinced that the supermarket is a natural habitat of animals of the world, and there are uh, there are too many to list just in one email. So I will probably send in a few over the coming weeks. So Paul, one major pet peeve I have is when people realize they need something else that they forgot, so they just leave their shit on the checkout belt and leave to go finish their shopping. Now, Paul, I know people are, uh, are never really taught how to shop, but I thought it was pretty simple to get your shit and then come to the checkout. But no, these people think the whole fucking world revolves around them. And Paul, I don't, don't get me wrong. On a slow night when there is no line, I have no problem with this. But when there are four people in line behind you, these people, uh, and they do this, it holds up the line, and then I get an attitude from all the other people online. Sorry about the length. Uh, Paul, I love the show, and I'm seriously considering the Epic Package on Patreon. Well, listen, you know what? We're going to be doing, uh, you guys could go, I mean, Epic One is, you know, I'll get you tickets, you'll get 50% off of merchandise, you come on the show, and all that stuff. But for $3, guys, for $3, you will get one to two extra TVEs Every week, you're going to get always constant videos, quick five-minute things, quick five-minute video on acceptables. I think if you get the $5 package. So go to it and look at it. Um, and thank you so much for the submission. Um, yeah, I look at it like this. There was a time where I went up to the checkout thing. I needed like I needed to run and go get one extra bag of ice, and nobody was behind me. So I did it. I ran, and by the time I got back, it was fine. But I totally get what you're saying from your end of the counter, and thank you for the submission. Last one, everybody. Last one from Robert Thompson. Unacceptable vet. Here we go. Uh, first, I just want to give you a little backstory to make my unacceptable make sense to you and the amazing TVE community. Uh, my great, uh, what what is this? Pren, what's this word, Joe? Is that a dog? Oh, dude. Pre- is that? I, you know my eyes, dude. I what can't. The, that's yeah. like an eye test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I need glasses. Perinese has, I, I guess. Uh, Perinese. Per, yeah. I see a P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's small. I don't know what. Anyway, has epilepsy and needs his pills every month. Ah, Pekingese. It's got to be no, no, not Pekingese. Whatever. Dogs I'm sorry. Need, dogs need epilepsy. Okay, yeah. Has epilepsy and needs his pills every month to keep his seizures under seizures under control. Sorry that you're going through that. Um, every month, I would have to take him to the vet to make sure the pills were not poisoning his bloodstream and killing his organs. The blood work alone was 120 a month, and his pills were just under 80. Not to mention his heartworm, flea, and tick meds. Uh, Jesus Christ, where'd you get this thing? Uh, uh, which yeah, because Petco? yeah 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 uh, because he is over 160 pounds. Wow, is another 75 bucks. The vet knew I was spending a fortune to keep my dog healthy, and yet they still did what I am about to tell you to me. So I recently moved about an hour and a half north to be closer to work and to the city, uh, and to the city. And in doing this, I am obviously forced to look for another vet. Now because I have. Because I have had time to find a vet, because I have not had time to find a vet before uh, Simba needed his pills, uh, 
I called the vet to see if they could call in the pills into the Walgreen pharmacy by my house so I could just pick them up. Before these, uh, before these are the same pills that the humans take for epilepsy, they were able to call them in and I went back to pick them up. After the pharmacist hands me the pills, I am waiting for the $80 um, to $90 charge to pop up on the screen. No, not even close. The price for his pills were only 28 fucking dollars. I was so shocked that I had to ask the pharmacist if those were the correct pills because I pay $80 every month for them. She asked me, do you usually buy them from the vet? I told her, well, of course. I thought it, I had to. She then went on to say, wow, that's fucked up, man. How a lot of vets mark up the price for dog medication just because they can. Uh, I then had to sit down and do the math. She has been on these pills for two years, costing me about $1,920. Wow. Uh, which bucks, which I should have only spent $672. Also, the new vet that I called said we should only be doing uh, his blood tests every four months, not every month. So now I spend $120 uh, for two years, costing me $2,880. Which I sh which should have only spent uh, seven twenty. This means that the vet ripped me off for about thirty five hundred bucks. Completely unacceptable, and I am not even sure how this is legal. Lock these fucks up in the back, of the rest of the an and uh, with the rest of the animals, and force feed them Tylenol at fifty bucks a pill. Much love. Piss the fuck off, Bobby T. Dude, I went to a vet. They told me my cat needed something cut off of his neck or cut off of his shoulder blade. Um, she goes, yeah, well, it's about everything will be about 400 bucks. They gave me the bill. It was $1,100 with all these extra fees. And I go, fuck that. My cat's keeping that thing on the back of his fucking neck. It is an absolute chop shop. It is an absolute going to a mechanic. That's what vets are. They act like animal loving people. They fuck people out of money and they act like the animal is first and the animal does not need that. Okay. Let me tell you something. Cats never went to go get a fucking physical and give tubes of blood back in the day. They don't need it. I've had my cat for 12 years. They're perfectly fine. They got to check up like once. Okay. They're fucking animals. Listen, I get it. Some dogs need medication. Fine. These people overcharge. And what I would do is I would have a friend or know a friend of a friend that knows a vet. And even if you have to drive far, you're going to uh, save money on it. That is absolutely unacceptable. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the, um, submission, Robert. I appreciate it. And, um, I think I, my, you know, when my dog was paralyzed, uh, they fixed my dog with a lot of money. Um, you know, and worth it. And that's, you, 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 you love your dog, but I definitely know that there's a, you know, I mean, I mean, $4,000 for an MRI was a little ridiculous. <laughs> but $4,000 for an MRI is, is criminal. It's criminal. But you know, the, my dog is fixed now and I was on the road. I was in San Francisco. What could I do? I know my, my vet in LA is, is real cheap, you know? Uh, but you know what I say? Uh, Bobby T take some of that money you save. And get the Paul Verzi Patreon page. There you go. There you go. Well, that's the unacceptables for, for uh, today. Thank you guys for your submission. If you want to submit your unacceptables to the show, submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Um, you could also tweet me at Paul Verzi and send in quick unacceptables, and I will read those uh to you, uh, to you guys as well. I always like to get in if everybody, you know, anybody submits. I like to, you know, shout out your uh, feed and and you know and do all that stuff. I want everybody to be involved. And again, 
If you want to hear more of this shit, there's going to be a lot of funny stuff. We're going to have some sports arguments on the Patreon page and all that. So, um, but you'll always get this one for free. Now, got a couple more things to talk about. We'll be here for a couple more minutes. I'm here with uh, Joe Bartnick, my good friend, hilarious comic, uh, originally from Pittsburgh, PA, uh, then to San Francisco, where he started his career and then now resides in um, beautiful, sunny California. Doesn't the world, doesn't the word career... Uh, doesn't that like make you laugh sometimes? I don't know. When someone says, "Oh, your career," like I, I career, I just, I, I'm hang, I hang on every day. <laughs> You're hanging on every day. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like I've been doing this 20 years now. It's like I, mean, I haven't had a job in like 17. Well, that that is that's a 20 year career. I, I haven't had a job in 15 years. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, I, I no, mean, it's but it's just like funny when you hear doing what career, we do. Yeah, it's like wow. I never think of my, you know, I never think of it as a career. I just think of it as like two not, things. Not I want two things. I want to talk to you about. Yes. And then we will get out of here. All okay, right. number one. Going to Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, uh, for you people, tonight, tonight, 8 o'clock, me and Joe Bartnick will be performing at the Comedy Connection in Providence, Rhode Island. I was there last year. Amazing club. I'll be working the new hour. Um, this animal will be going up, too. It's going to be an absolute fuck it. It's going to be great time. So come out to Providence tonight. Um, two show, I mean, one show tonight, two shows tomorrow, 7.30 and 9.30 tomorrow, tonight, 8 o'clock. Um, we got into an argument, and uh, I don't want to give it all away, but I just want your opinion because I think it would be funny. Me and you. No, no, no. We've known each other. We've almost seen each other. We've, we've probably spent a year together in the last four years. Yeah. I don't think we've ever argued once. The only time we've ever argued would be like a it wouldn't it was I wouldn't even call it an argument. It would be like a sports debate. But let me let me and, oh, yeah. and, and not even oh, yeah. Oh, but just what, what, were you, what were you thinking that uh, that uh, whatever May Mayweather well, is May the West, best uh, best middleweight yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah I like, mean that's, that, those are fighting words. I mean come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean come well, on. I got it. Me and Lawhead. Me and Lawhead. It was more Lawhead went a certain way that when he went that way, I went nuts. Um, but. I want to talk one thing. I want to talk about something Trump is doing, which I think is is something I think that I've, I have never seen before. And you're older than me, so I, I want to see what your take is on it. But first, we got into an argument, me, Joe Matarese, and Florentine. And Florentine and Matarese were on one side. I was on the other side. Wow, it's interesting that you are not on the Florentine side. It's, and, and, and Florentine's Flor- a very reasonable man. Reasonable, you two both reasonable people. Well, it seems like you would have the same opinion. Well, Florentine and I never get into arguments, and we're always pretty much on the same page. Yeah. But this is what I said. And maybe Jim was just trying to be funny, but it came back and bit him because he basically proved my point later during the podcast. Oh, yeah. But here's what happened. I said, okay... Women, this is big for you, and I'd love to hear your take on it, so you could write into the show as well. You do not marry, I will repeat, you do not marry a woman if she gives you a blowjob or lets you have sex with her, date number one. I think, and I said, now listen, this is different. Guys, listen to me, and and you have to listen carefully. I'm not saying I'm not all for that. If a single guy wants to go out, if I was a single guy and I went out with a chick and she's older or she was already married or I just got out of a relationship or, or hey, both of us just want to get laid. We're adults. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So that's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful, you know, but I'm not marrying or bringing a girl home on Thanksgiving if she's giving me a handy in an Uber the first night I fucking meet her. And they were like, you know, Florence is like, well, I don't know, you know, it's fucking great, you know. And I'm like, I don't know about that. So finally, he, t- he says, somebody asked him a question. Like, when we took questions from the audience. And one of the questions from the audience was like, when were you heartbroken? 
and like a woman cheated on him. And he said that the woman that cheated on him had sex with him the first date. And I go, I looked at the crowd and I go, did you hear that? And I just nodded my head and people were like, oh, he got him on that one. So my question to you is this, Joe B, your, 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 your experience. For the, for the people that don't know, I've never seen a guy have women love them. This guy, women love Joe B. He can go. Except my wife. <laughs> right. Except people that live with him for fucking more than a couple of weeks. People um, we see behind the curtain. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, what people's yeah, exactly. That that's a whole different that's a that's a hey, that's another show. Hey, hey, um so so let, let me let me ask you something, Joe. Uh-huh. Who do you agree with and tell me what your take on this? If you are out with a woman and she goes for the old brajol and you like like her. Okay, I'm talking about like this is a woman that like you've kind of you were like wow like this first date is going amazing. You guys have things in common. You like the same movies. She likes the penguins. She's fucking likes hockey. She's cool. She's pretty. All these things. And you're like wow. I could see this going somewhere. You're a single man. You have no commitment. You're, you have no commitments. And all of a sudden she goes for the brajol early. Does that deter you at all, or or what are you thinking? It doesn't deter me. But I don't think it's a good sign for a long-term relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something is, because that means, yeah. I mean, it's, If she's going in that early on you, I mean, you're not Derek Jeter. Right. <laughs> you know, she's going to go in early on somebody else too. Yeah. You know, yeah. if all at dinner at your local Chili's gets her like, you know, down on the sausage. Yeah. You know, and yeah. ladies, I want you to know, I want to make this very clear. I have nothing. I'm not judging any women here. I'm not judging. I am not judging any women here. If you go out and do that, you most women I know when they really like you, they hold off because they don't want to be that. that, Dude, my my wife, my wife made me. We had to date and go out, and I was trying to kiss her, and I was trying to do things like that, and I'm sitting there, and like she almost made me feel like a fucking pervert. (laughs) I'm like trying to like go up her shirt, like I'm in middle school, (laughs) and like it took a long time, and I think that there was some drive to that. There was some respect there, and and again, a girl wants to go out and get laid. I'm all for that. I'm not judging. I'm just saying for a long term, and I guess it's the same thing for you, women. If you if you like a guy and you go on a date and the first date in the car. He's trying to put his hands down your pants and trying to do that. Get rid of the fucking guy yeah, because think, he's not I a gentleman. That, I think that's way more that way. I think it's yeah. way more that way. No, and th- I th- think that that's th- worse. Th- yeah, I, I, I'm trying to say. Yeah. I remember a girl a long time ago. She told me she goes, she goes, we can have sex tonight, but then, but then we can never see each other again. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you put it that yeah, way, yeah, yeah, you promise? <laughs> <laughs> you swear. Yeah. You swear. Uh, it was ruined because her kid was crying in the other room. Nothing. Oh God. N- nothing. There's that. That's the ultimate birth control. A crying Dude, baby. That might be, in the yeah, other that's room. like that's like that'd be like getting a lap dance with a girl's picture of her kid on the on the like the shelf. And you're, you're just like I can't fucking. Yeah, well, that, that I can handle though. <laughs> it's the noise. It's the crying. I, 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 I couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't fantasize, but uh, I see you just, I just picture a kid holding the gate of the crib, going, "Mommy, yeah, yeah. mommy!" And you're just you're getting all fucking. High. Oh yeah, I was just like, "Ah, uh, I gotta go." Fucking and joke. I, and, and I never saw her again, anyway. So it worked out for nothing. But yeah, yeah. If it was just a picture, like, hey, can you put that picture down? <laughs> you, might uh, turn, you might turn the picture around. So me, no, but I do. No, like I, I, I do think that probably if a girl's that. Is that, I mean, but, you know, I don't know. If, if I'm, re- I never go into any relationship thinking that, like, that's going to be the one. So, I, you know, 
I, I, but I think when they're aggressive early, yeah. usually they're aggressive with everybody early. Like, yes, I mean, you're not special. Right, so you're right. So it's basically, so what you're saying is like, if you really did like a girl and she started to do that, it would raise a red flag for like long-term stuff. And again, I've, I've, I've went out where that's all I wanted when I was yeah. younger. And it's great. And that's a cool chick. It's great. It's like, okay, you know, it's, yeah. it's a hookup thing or whatever. You know, everybody in life has gone out where they didn't want a relationship and they've had like a one night hookup. That was great. And that's fine. I'm talking about, you know, somebody you're like, I can't fucking, you know, pass the cranberry sauce to you next to my grandmother at Thanksgiving, knowing you were like trying to blow me in an Uber like hours into meeting. Well, I think that goes more towards like, you know, you never want to marry the whore. You know, you don't want you don't want to be like at Thanksgiving thinking, oh my god, I just put it in this girl's ass like <laughs> on the ride over here. <laughs> now she's talking to them. now my mom's giving her the family recipes. <laughs> you know, you don't want someone knowing the family red sauce. You know, knowing knowing the family's. You know, like the meatball, the meatball recipe. You know, you don't you don't want a dick in her ass and they expose everything. You know, yeah, like sweetheart, listen, you got to wash your hands twice. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, so we're, yeah, so that, that's all I'm saying. I don't know if Jim and those guys, we were doing a podcast, maybe, you know, trying to joke around, but that that's just how I see it. So I wanted your perspective because you're a little older than me. I mean, I've only married one woman and we didn't have sex the first date. So that's, so I know. Go. So that's, there you go. You know, there you go. And the same, and, and you know, and, and the same thing with me. And again, no one's being judged. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just talking like long term, but that's hilarious. That family recipe thing is so true. <laughs> uh, it's like, that's been in my family for 30 years. Um, 30 goes goes back across it it came over on a boat yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not giving that away to someone who's like taking two at a time <laughs> <laughs> all right so i did not see a movie so we can't go into movies uh we saw like like joe said goodfellas came on i've talked about goodfellas on this best podcast movie ever I best mean, movie ever i've I, I talked about it on the, it's one of those movies no matter when it when it comes on it's amazing um I mean, to me, it's the it's the greatest movie ever. My favorite movie ever. It's it's definitely definitely one hundred percent in my in my the top five. Really? Um, yeah, it's in my top five. I'm, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Godfather guy just because. I mean, no, no, no. But don't you know? I'm, I have to be in a mood. Like, if I'm in a mood for like, I I got to be honest. I think better scenes were were Goodfellas. It was just like or or just kept you going like boom boom boom. But if I want like a long, you know, I look at it like this. It's like a slow burn. Godfather's a slow burn. Godfather's like a really good cigar slow burn cigar yeah. and I feel like Goodfellas is like that that small bandito that you got. Yeah. Just a great one quick that just gets you where oh. Godfather yeah. So I, I think listen, Godfather 2 to me when De Niro plays a young dude, it's oh, it's so it's the, be- it's the best. It's 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 so hey. Everything, yeah, Godfather too. If Goodfellas isn't in your, I'm, I'm not even kidding around. If good, I don't care if you're Italian, I don't care if you're into mom. If Goodfellas is not in your top five to ten movies in your life and you've saw it, I, I honestly don't think you know cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, both movies, all three movies. Well, they, uh, one, uh, one and two, and Goodfellas are my three favorite movies. So it's really like you know, it's yeah, the, so it's uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just something about Goodfellas being that it's more real just makes it. Funner to me, yeah. It, the, it, it, it's just, it's just, just something about it being like for me. It, 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 whereas you know, the Godfather see, is more of a fantasy. Scenes, scenes in the Godfather for me. The two scenes in the Godfather for me that really, really like I get the chills thinking about the acting was, um, Michael at the hospital protecting his dad when people were coming to kill his dad, yeah. and the the was it the florist or the baker? Yeah, the baker, right? Yeah. 
when he came and he made the Baker like act like a gun was in his jacket and he stood outside and the car came. Um, and the way he moved his dad's bed and his dad had a tear coming down. He was helping his dad. To me, that, like, as I say it now, I get the chills. When he was in the, um, when he was in the restaurant with the, um, with the cop and yeah. the, and the, and the head of the family that he thought was the guy, um, you know, Salazzo, so when he was, he was with Salazzo, it was Bazzini all along. Yeah. But when, when Salazzo and the police uh, chief were, were sitting there and they were eating and they're talking and Michael's eyes, um, uh, Pacino's eyes are just looking around because he knows what he ultimately has to do so he's not really paying attention yeah. and then he says we're going to talk in Italian and the chief is just eating and then the chief kind of lets down his guard yeah. you know and he's eating and then he checks him and he goes I checked him he's clean and he goes in the bathroom gets the gun comes out and kills him for me and then what about when they're driving there and they spun around oh, yeah. and they scare him so for me it's like what? It, it, like I said it's almost like a slow burn and then the whole thing with what's his name Hyman Roth and all that but I agree with you if you tell me, hey, it's not good uh, Godfather today, it's Goodfellas, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, I, 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 how am I going to say that The Godfather is not the greatest movie I mean, ever? Yeah. It, it is, it, it, even when we tell people like, I like Godfather 2 better, it's like, then you think, well, wait, that's a stupid, stupid thing to say. Yeah. Because I, I love all three of them equally. It's kinda... I, I love all, there's just so many scenes in Goodfellas that in every day we just like, Karen! Like, yeah, it, yeah. It just everything, the, 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 you know, like, oh, you're wasting the, the aprons. Just everything yeah. is seven to seven, make quick. Like, I, it, I keep them coming. Like, I, I just, there's just something about Pauly and De Niro. It's just, uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, he asked me to christen this boat last week. <laughs> yeah, for seven grand, I got seven grand. I tried. Yeah, I mean, there's just no. And then the po- and then the spider scene. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's it's both movies are just so. It's just it's like it's like saying, do you want magic or like your magic or bird running? You know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. yeah it's six of one, half dozen of yeah, the other. I just love. I just. Oh, I love if it. I want a good three hour, put my feet up. Then I'll go, you know, if I want just a nice hour and 45, two hour, just monster, you know? Well, it's almost like Goodfellas, like when I'm with my dad. I'm, I'm sorry, Godfellas, like when I'm with my dad. Right. Goodfellas, when I'm with my friends. Right. That's, that's it, a perfect it, way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, all right. The last thing I wanted to talk about was um, Donald Trump is doing something now, and we only literally have like five minutes. There's no movie. Uh, I'll say this about sports real quick, and then we'll finish with this thing. Uh, uh, Giants did get rid of Victor Cruz and Rashad Jennings. And, you heard of Victor Cruz? Yeah, the Giants released Victor Cruz and Rashad Jennings. And you know what? I know why they did it. Um, he's not being targeted. We have these young kids, and we don't have a, a tall receiver. We have two short, great receivers. We don't have a tall one, and Cruz is getting a little older. I think what they're trying to do is get Eli a bigger target. But the real reason they did it, Joe, is to free up $10 million and try to keep Jason Pierre-Paul in the defensive line. That's basically why they did it, which I actually don't have a problem with because we got that Tavares King kid who caught that touchdown, and, and we're going to be all right with that. Um, Carmelo Anthony, they say, might have played his last game as a Nick on Wednesday night. You missed the best three minutes of Nick, best 60 seconds of Nick basketball in the last. And you know, since Larry Johnson was a Nick. And you know what got me excited about that was the game before that, they handily beat the fully healthy Spurs. And Hubie Brown is going, wow, they're, they're moving the ball. And then all of a sudden, the next game, they're playing the Thunder. And I walk up, and they're beating the Thunder by 20. And I'm going, oh, my God, did something happen? They're, you know, Porzingis talking about not playing uh, selfish ball. And then, sure enough, they lost. But they're, I'm hearing this. And I don't know if this is going to happen. We'll find out probably after this weekend. Uh, trade deadline is in seven, seven days. Carmelo to either the Celtics, the Cavaliers, 
or one other team. They're trying to do a three-team trade. I'm also hearing Jimmy Butler might go to the Celtics to play with that Isaiah Thomas kid who's playing out of his mind. We'll see. Um, New York Yankees, guys. Young prospects all looking amazing right now. They're coming up, and uh, we'll see. a new that They blew up the team. We got young kids coming up for the Yankees that everybody is saying, holy shit, man. And we got that kid Bird. We got uh, that kid... Um, I mean, I, I might be pedestrian. I'm, you know, I'm an outsider looking in. I love, I love the Yankees for what they mean. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's, it's never, it's never going to be the same. Not, it's never going to be. Well, the, no, I, I'm not trying to say the winning aspect. Just right. when you don't see Jeter, it's it, it, it's, it's tough, oh, man. Yeah, Mariano, it, it, Mariano, yeah, Mariano yeah, yeah. but Mariano, you come in the ninth. This is all game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it's just like it's it's just so it's so weird. It, it is weird, and we got to rebuild it. But from what I'm seeing, who knows? You know, the Yankees are like the Steelers. They're organizations that find ways many many years. Because I'm sure, look. After Mantle and those guys, they were like, what's next? And after, you know, after Mattingly, what's next? And then, so, you know, good franchises find ways to get the players. And I also think players want to find themselves there. Well, I mean, they've never replaced, the Steelers have never replaced, you know, the 70s guys. No, no, they no. won a couple. Of no, no, they, they right, right, right. But I mean, you, I mean, like winning form and a couple of stars, oh, yeah. some Hall of Famers. But right, it's never going to be like that. Now we have five minutes left on this. I know we went long, everybody. I'm here with uh, the great Joe Bartnick. Uh, Donald Trump is doing something, and we literally only have five minutes, but I just want your take, and then we will wrap it up. He's doing something that's unprecedented I've never seen before. And this has nothing to do with whether you like him or support him. I'm not even talking about that. He's one of them. He's polarizing. I've never seen this. He's making television shows that were dying. Okay, first of all, I heard SNL. I'm not saying SNL was dying. It's been on for almost 50 years. But Saturday Night Live's reviews now or ratings are as good as they've been for 22 years because they're impersonating him and they're talking about him. Late night talk shows that were dying are starting to gain stuff well, because I, of I Trump. I hear the other guy, the, the CBS guy, uh, the political guy, is now like even with Jimmy Fallon. Well, yeah, no, no, he, he, no, he beat him. He surpassed. Oh, okay, him. yeah. So well, that's sur- ludicrous because Jimmy Fallon is such a better. I, 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 I'll show my ignorance. I've never watched a second of the guy on CBS's show. Right, right. But, but Jimmy Fallon's like a, he's great. Yeah, I, I'm, and I'm not trying to be. I, I, I'm, I don't even get Tonight Show audition, so I'm not blowing him to get on the show. Right, I just, right. I just think Jimmy Fallon is just a, a super. He's like happy to be there. Yeah. And, Every other late night guy's like, oh, geez. Oh, yeah. and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Except, I, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was too. I think it's cool that these younger guys are just happy to be there as opposed to Letterman Leno, who, who Letterman's my hero. But the last 15 years, it was like he'd rather do anything but host that show. Yeah. and, and <laughs> But, but my, my whole point of this is like Donald Trump is, is so it, – it's – you're watching television shows. People want to see what he says next. You know, everybody thought he was going to get killed in the election. He won. All of these shows are doing impressions. You have to tune in. Is it him? Like, what is it? Is it because the majority of the country doesn't want to? What is it about him? Do they not want the political correctness? Do they want to hate him? What is the obsession with this man, whether positive or negative? What do you think? Um, people want, he's famous. He's not just a president. He's famous, and people want to love him or to hate him. He's he's the New York Yankees. Yeah. People tune in because they either they want to hear, they either want to see Jeter get the hit, or they want to see Jeter strike out. It's it's he's that famous, and then I mean no no one I mean no one gave a sh- I mean he's just that you know, and what he's doing or trying to do is really people are just crazy. I mean, people got energized. You were talking about the women, you know, what now being pregnant is a big deal. Like, people are energized in this country kind of over nothing. Like, half the stuff that Trump was doing, they said, well, Obama did that. 
But 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 he did. Uh, he did. He, yeah, but great. he didn't make a. He didn't. He did it like under the radar. Like yeah, we're gonna keep these people out because it's a good interest. Like yeah. they might be terrorists, so let's fucking keep them out. Where Trump was like, we're gonna keep all these people out. Fuck them. Yeah. So people are like, whoa, what? You know what I mean? Yeah, As yeah. opposed to just doing it under the table. Well, that's what I yeah, said. It, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like when you do charity work, you can just give a donation. If you're an athlete, you can give a donation and you're like, hey, or show up when there's no cameras. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, hey, go rescue the kids. Or you can call your local news team and call ESPN and show up with a camera crew. I I agree. You know, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that that's what it is. I think the fact that, and I'm glad this is all coming full circle because we opened up with what people are fascinated with. And fame in our society is, is, is crazy. And I think the fact that Trump was a you know, a, a, a famous figure who said things very brash, like, uh, hey, they we're banning the Muslim. There's a Muslim ban instead of Obama kind of whispering it. And then people are just like, yeah, like this guy's going a little hard. And so I think you love to hate him. You love to love him. Yeah. And what also I think is happening, Joe, is I think one side wants to see the other side wrong and the other side's going, no, fuck it, this is what we need and the other side is going nuts about it and that's what it is. But I do find it fascinating that the President of the United States is like, Donald Trump is making shows and like making all of these things, like he's giving people a platform and uh, it, we'll see what the future holds. Unfortunately, guys, we um, if I, this thing goes anymore, I won't even be able to upload it. So, uh, that is the show. I will probably do another. We're going to continue this on Patreon, probably with some sports arguments because we're going to be out in um, in Providence. So um, real quick, Joe, uh, can you let me know? Uh, yeah, we got to get out of here, actually. Uh, any any plugs that you have coming up? Um, if you like hockey, uh, Puck Off Podcast. Even if you don't, if you kind of like hockey, listen. I know people listen. They're like, oh, we didn't even really like, like hockey, but we like you. And me and Fraser Smith, uh, I think we do a great job, and people enjoy it. And if you just want to, or check out my Monday, uh, Jesus, uh, my 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 morning skates, where I do a little video every morning. I recap the NHL. A lot of funny things in there. Guys, I'll tell you right now, um, such a funny guy. Always nails it. Always hilarious. Joe Bartnick, I'm performing with him this weekend. It's going to be great having him on the East Coast here. Um, I will be tonight and tomorrow again. Uh, we'll be at the Providence uh, Providence Comedy Connection in Rhode Island. I have a bunch of dates coming up in New York City. I'll be running my hour a couple of times at the end of February. Um, at New York Comedy Club. I'll be at the stand. You can check all that out on paulverzi.com. Until next time, I am out of here, everybody. I will talk to you guys soon. And if you want more podcasts, go to patreon.com and search TVE and subscribe today.